I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And we are here to lovingly snark on Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas lineup for the 2022 season. And we are here today to talk about the very first, the premiere movie the for Friday 2022. Night premiere. Which was Noel Next Door. Noel Next Door. On the main Hallmark channel. Um, and we will get to that because we have thoughts. But first, we want to talk about something we've been playing with this right. season. It's season four. We wanted to change up something you know, we kept the theme song. It's still us. We still have lots of those snarks and sparks waiting for you. But we wanted to change a little bit about how we rank and talk about these movies. We we batted around the idea of ra- literally ranking the movies, one through 41. But we're the kind of people that get in the weeds on that. And so we were like, huh, we're going to like... We'd have Sweat some big over debate over if 17 and 16. Right. Like we're going to get way too in the weeds. And honestly, we don't feel like that gives us enough to talk about. And I honestly don't find a lot of joy in that. It's too nitpicky for me. What I do find joy in, though, <laughs> is giving some sort of qualitative indicator on I liked this movie more than or these movies more than these movies. Exactly. It's the, it's the equivalent of like Goodreads where you have a one to five star situation. But this one is a little bit different. Right. And I come from the book world where we rate books one to five. And so we found this this site called Tier Maker mm-hmm. that lets you basically it, it's it, it's related to ranking books one mm-hmm. through five or you can create as many categories as you want, but you slot them into categories. So this this website lets me create the categories and it lets me put in all of the little um, movie posters and then like physically move them into their categories. Um, and we, we chose five. Categories. Exactly. Five felt good. And it's one of those things that as we go throughout the season, we will be sharing what our rankings are from every weekend. So even if we don't talk about a, a specific movie, you're going to see where it fell on uh, our ranking system. But maybe we should explain what the categories are yes. we'll stop with the bottom shelf and go all the way to the yeah, top let's, shelf let's go from the bad to the good <laughs> so speaking of bad <laughs> um our bottom shelf the lowest rung is called snooze fest and we went back and forth on what we should call this i wanted to call it the naughty list <laughs> and i wanted to call it unredeemable but we realized really what's the worst kind of hallmark movie the one that is just so boring there's nothing right. joyful or funny so it's an utter snooze fest. Right. Because the reason they're bad is because they're boring. Exactly. The shelf right above this, still bad, but snarkable. Ba- and it's literally called Bad But Snarkable. <laughs> That's right. That's the name of it. And we like these. This is probably our favorite. This is, what it, this is our bread and butter. Here. We couldn't <laughs> give it the glory of like actually being good, but it's like this is our this is our bread and butter, y'all. Exactly. This is what we thrive on. This is the Christmas ring. This is if I only had Christmas with Candy Cam. That N- Nantucket Noel. The Nantucket Noel. Oh, another Noel movie. What, <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? So it's it's that the movie is bad, but at least there is something so terribly bad about it that you get enjoyment from it but our middle rung our middle shelf is just called watchable (laughs) basic right Right. like this is your beige like yeah yeah i'd watch that or or maybe not but it's it's watchable it's on in the background maybe i'm not an active participant i'm definitely not saving it for a classic i'm working on a puzzle (laughs) whatever it is and right above that is watchable but on purpose, which <laughs> I feel like encapsulates my feelings purposely. Like if it's just on, I'd watch it is different from, oh, let me click to go into that movie to right. watch it. Oh, later tonight, uh, there's a Hallmark movie on that I want to watch. I'm going to sit down on the sofa and intentionally watch it. That's what this category represents. And is... I'll put down my phone. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you intentionally sat and watched it. It's not just it's not a passive activity. Right. 
which leaves us with our final top shelf top category, which is annoyingly good. Because <laughs> it is always a little annoying when they're actually good. This is actually one of our snarkiest categories too mm-hmm. at the end of the year. So it helps us kind of determine what movies might be contenders to be the best favorite of the season. Yeah. Exactly. Like ones that like, again, within the realm of a Hallmark movie, see like do it really well like there's enough whimsy there's enough cozy christmas it makes you have the feels and it's well done well acted etc and it was our design with this and just to be fully transparent that this would fall onto like a bell curve so don't expect you know these movies you might enjoy them but we are saving that top category for you know the top three to five movies that we each find throughout the season so austin and i will be ranking these individually and then we'll be coming together at the beginning of each episode to look at the previous week's movies and kind of make a collective hallmark snark ranking for those so follow us on social media we're at hallmark snark on twitter on Instagram, and we'll be sharing our updates about these rankings. We'll be talking about them at the start of every podcast. And at the end of this one, we'll also give a category update. So we will be doing that for Noelle Next Door, which is tonight's movie. And let's talk about it. Like, this is our season opener. Did it meet our expectations? We'll let you know. But to start with, let's give you the summary, because you need to know what this movie's about. Right. So Noelle Next Door... According to Hallmark. According to Hallmark, is about a hardworking single mom who gets into a war of words with a neighbor who she feels is ruining Christmas, only to find that his misunderstood grouch just may steal her heart. And my summary of this movie, to give you a a little more extended view of this plot. So our movie stars Noelle, who is played by Natalie Hall, and Jeremy, played by Corey Severe. Severe, Severe. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Noelle is recently divorced. She's living with her son, Henry, and she has a terrible ex-husband named Greg who's wanting, you know, Henry to come spend Christmas with him. But Noelle and Jeremy are both kind of in their own separate places. They don't realize that they're neighbors. So Jeremy has recent, well, I guess three years ago, he suffered from a stroke. He uses a cane and he has an immobilized arm because he doesn't have good use of that side of his body. So he's a little grinchy he's yelling at neighbor kids to quit kicking balls at his house and he's experiencing actually a lot of ableism out in the world so he's not too pleased and at the beginning of the movie the main conflict is between jeremy and henry so henry is noelle's son he is getting into a lot of conflicts with jeremy um kicking the ball against his house other things like that outside of their neighborhood jeremy and noelle meet at the diner where noelle works um they kind of give each other little flirty eyes but they go on blind dates with different people so um, Noelle's friend sets her up Jeremy's friend sets him up they go terribly but at the end of Jeremy's date he and Noelle end up connecting they go on several dates he might be finding some of that Christmas love and spirit because his heart is melting because he's experiencing love but then lo and behold they realize that they are actually neighbors and that the terrible neighbor that her son Henry has been talking about is in fact Jeremy Um, but they resolve that conflict fairly quickly and end up spending Christmas together and we can just assume Jeremy's heart has been melted he's fallen in love Jeremy and Henry become buddies and you can see the path that they are on to becoming a happy family. And they even gave us an epilogue to show like a year later that they are indeed happy. Um, I don't know if they're officially a family, but they're happy at the end. They're spending time together. They're kissing at the symphony. It's all good. So it's time for Sparks and Snarks. Starting off, let's talk about what our Sparks were for this movie. We're going to keep it positive here at the beginning. It's always like you always want to start with the good stuff before you get into the yuck stuff. And there were a few little surprises here. I would agree. I mean... 
I, I was delightfully surprised that I was so engaged with this movie. I mean, really. And I, I think I attribute that to our lead actress, Natalie Hall. Austin had to pull his phone out to look her name up. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> I want to call her all the Allisons that are in this season. No, Natalie Hall was delightful. The chemistry, the energy. I've not seen her in a Hallmark Christmas movie before. I, I think she has been in one. It's just not been one that I have paid attention to in the past. And, I mean, she clearly was the reason that there was chemistry. I think <laughs> our male lead was riding on her coattails a little bit. Right. She could have chemistry with the wall. Right. But I was just like, I enjoyed her. And even the chemistry she had with Henry, her son, I think that they played really well off of each other, too. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I, I would definitely enjoy seeing more movies from her. Um, and then for him, I liked the disability representation. I have a lot of critiques of how they actually did that. Yeah. But I did, I mean, it's like right out the gate, we have a character with a cane. We have a character who, you know, again, has the immobilized side of his body. Mm -hmm. And that effect, and, and it is present in the movie. It is talked about in the movie. And so at least like one point to Hallmark for the inclusion in the snarks we'll get to yeah. my, my fuller thoughts <laughs> then on we'll that. go negative points with how they pulled <laughs> with it with how they did it but they tried <laughs> they did um other things i really liked was that it looked like it was actually cold the snow was like piled high and looked real and i was so surprised by this i looked it up and in fact the reason it looks real and cold is because it was it was real snow and it was really cold because they film this in winter in canada funny that <laughs> filming your movies i mean i guess it's impossible to film all of their movies in winter because there are four seasons but it's so nice when you see one that really you can tell right like they weren't sweating because they had coats on in july they were like please give me another layer hallmark my you can actually see my breath as i walk through the snow outside <laughs> And speaking of coats, she did only have one coat. Which was kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. it was a gorgeous coat. That was pointed out to us. Who pointed that out to us? I don't remember. Someone on Twitter. Someone on Twitter. So um, normally these women have so many coats. And even though she's at her own house, so she could have a closet full of coats. Like me, I would just wear one coat for the entire right. movie. It, so it was very believable. <laughs> um, speaking of living the life of a real woman, she bought tampons in this movie, y'all. And I know that's such a small thing. Not only did she buy them, they were she in held full them. frame and talked about surprise. This right, happens, this happens once, a month. once a month. Like, <laughs> did you not take biology class in school? Like, she says that in the aisle of the store to him, and he's like, thinks nothing of it. I, I didn't know that I wanted representation for menstruation in Hallmark, but I'm really glad we got it. It's got to be there, and your audience is largely women. I said, this is a missed opportunity for some tampon product placement. You know how you have the Folgers cans that are in the older movies, and that's like a whole thing? I think we need to have the tampon Here's product the placement. the tampon super plus right. for breakfast. Right. It's just like we're pulling it out. We're at the store. We're buying it. It's on the counter. We're taking it out of the grocery bag. Or do we want like Hallmark branded tampons? No. Where it's Nobody like wants that. <laughs> you know they'd be pine scented, which no, no. scented. No, that is a terrible idea. Okay. I would say you should cut that from the podcast so nobody knows that you said that. <laughs> but no. Too late. Nobody wants that. Um other or other sparks that I had. I really enjoyed that there were actual like villain like characters. And they didn't just give us one. We had the ex husband, Greg. He was mean i mean he had a mistress and he was trying to say that henry needed to come stay because it was a more family-like atmosphere because her home wasn't providing the family-like atmosphere and that was like 
what is this about? It's more harsh than we normally see from these. Right. And then the blind date villains were so interesting, too, because they were such extreme characters that were so cruel in weird ways. I know this is a little bit of one of your sparks, so I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah. So no, so Jeremy's blind date was just mean and terrible. Um, but Noelle's was so bad that he was funny. This is where some <laughs> of the best comedy in the movie came from. So she goes on a blind date with a guy. Was his name Greg? No, Greg is Bert. the ex-husband. Bert. And Bert is clearly like a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Just like he's been banned from all of the internet for providing false information. And this is like actual words that were said in the script of a Hallmark movie on TV. It was some of the funniest and kind of shady to certain viewpoints <laughs> of the world and i was like yes we're 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 defining a a group of people that we are gonna make fun of here like <laughs> those fir- are the right people like to the make first fun moment of. they have alone he's like so noel are you one of those people that believes the earth is round yes so he's clearly <laughs> a flat earther which that was when i lost it i was like hallmark i love you uh, and i think that was probably the comedic high point of the movie for me but i loved that so i like that you know he would be snarkable but i'm putting him in the sparks because hallmark i think did do something moderately good with their writing there right. in developing that character absolutely i think the other thing uh, my last spark was just i enjoyed that there was a little epilogue at the end where we did get yeah. to kind of jump a year later so jeremy is a composer and he had written something and they're at the symphony. They're watching it. Noelle's next to him. Henry's She's next touched. to her. She's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And then they make out for a second so you can tell all is well. Right. And I like how your epilogue statement is an epilogue to our our sparks. Because <laughs> now it's time for snarks. Snarks. All right. So I want to start off by talking about um, Henry, the little kid. I mean, maybe he's like preteen. I don't know how old he was supposed to be, but he was the most hateable child I've ever seen in a Hallmark movie because he was a liar and he knew he was a liar. So he was going over like, so they're in this like townhome area, which is also a new thing. I've never really seen a a townhome environment, which worked well for the plot points of this movie. But anyway, he was kicking a soccer ball against um, Greg. Jeremy's Jeremy's house house. and when Jeremy would come out and be like why are you doing this stop he'd be like I'm not even hurting your house like I mean he was such a jerk and then and it's like why could he not kick him against his own house right like did they not have a wall or any of the houses between his and Jeremy's it's like he was picking on Jeremy in some kind of way and then when his mom would be like are you bothering the neighbors Jeremy be like no no I'm not I'm sorry I'm so much trouble mom I love you and I'm like He's lying to you, Noel. Don't trust your own child. He's a big fat liar. Um, not only that, but like as things escalate between Henry and Jeremy, he doubles down on being a little jerk. So not only does um, he kick the soccer ball, he then like kicks the ball at Jeremy's face. At Jeremy, he like looks Jeremy in the eyes and backs up and is like, "I'm kicking this ball at your." face man and i was like that is aggressive for a child <laughs> and then when he does he's surprised that jeremy catches it and won't give him the ball back like he's you're so, dumb so bothered yeah. <laughs> come on and then he like shoves a toothpick in his door so he can't unlock the door to his house he tri- like he's like you can't catch me and this guy's got a cane like it just and i know you're gonna talk a little bit more about that side that side being jeremy's side of the story so he is supposed <laughs> to be the grinch in this story but i said 
If he's the Grinch, I'm team Grinch in this movie for two <laughs> reasons. Yeah. One, everything Austin just said, Henry was being a little jerk face to him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people throughout this movie are being jerk faces to him. So, of course, he's a Grinch. Right. Um, at the most basic level, because everybody in this movie is super ableist and actually like hatefully ableist right his blind say, date was like you're making a scene when he was trying to get his jacket off right it she was, said he's making a scene like yeah. like two seconds into this date or whatever and it's like ooh, you're making a scene trying to take that coat off what yeah it was or even noel when he parked in the handicap spot and she was like you know you're parked in a handicap and then she sees his cane like there was just it was trying to test some assumptions but it was it still did it so poorly and i know these are things that people with disabilities experience in the world i think that's what the movie was trying to show Mm -hmm. us but it was an avalanche of them over i think this movie takes place over just a couple of days and it was a lot of ableism being thrown at him just rapid fire i mean right. everybody in his life the, the people um like a, a, a good example is there's a scene where they're setting up a big christmas tree in front of all the condo units and the con- the condo manager guy is like he's very excited for this but he has an extension cord basically going across the street to this tree and it's in the walkway and jeremy trips over it mm-hmm. And he's upset about it. I mean, this is a a man with a cane trips over the court. So they decide that maybe they should take the tree down. Also, Jeremy points out, like, why are you not celebrating other holidays? Why is it just Mm -hmm. a Christmas tree? And they're like, oh, I didn't know you were Jewish. And he's like, I don't have to be Jewish to To care about other holidays or be inclusive. (laughs) So they automatically are just, like, kind of giving him the side eye. But then they blamed him for not having the Christmas tree out there. And it's like... They were worried about him suing, but it, it's like this was an actual hazard and you almost injured an already injured yeah. man. And but we're all still villainizing Jeremy. And so the idea of like his ability or disability um, is is being taken up as an inconvenience to other people constantly, I think, wasn't quite hitting home the message that Hallmark wanted to well, send of some inclusion in their but, representation. And I think what's layered on top of that is this actor is not actually disabled, right? right? So we have an able-bodied person playing this role. And so it just, it feels like, I mean, I also think that contributed to why I didn't think his acting was that great. Cause I think he was just so focused on like keeping his arms still the whole time. But it's like, if you're going to make that commentary, then also look at inclusive casting. Mm-hmm. And, and on the, on the bigger level, this movie kind of creates a dichotomy between either cause they, they, they nod to you that before the stroke, Jeremy was, what did they say? Um, he was a happy before guy. the stroke. <laughs> before the stroke, Jeremy was a kind-hearted, sensitive guy, and now he's bitter about his stroke, and that that's a dichotomy, and that he is just one or the other at any given time. Whereas the reality is, he can be both, mm-hmm. and the movie didn't let him really be both. Now, by the end, he decides that he is he's kind-hearted because he meets a woman that he falls in love with. Right, but it's like he just went full Grinch, which is. When we get to Will This Love Last, I think it's like there probably was more Grinch in his personality to begin with. It has nothing to do with anything that's happening. He's just hiding it really well. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like he he doesn't lose his personality entirely. You know, he's still the person that he was somewhere in there. And the movie didn't let him show any of that. Yeah. It made him one dimensional. I think some of my other snarks for this movie are on some of our other like side characters. Um, And I actually find them like funny snarkable things. So (laughs) Lewis, who is the president of the co-op board or whatever, like the homeowners association for this condo. But it's like, I swear to God, this guy doesn't actually have a house. He just lives outside because he's always, always outside. He's the one who's like salting the streets, 
hanging up the tree. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you have HOAs, your fees should go into someone doing that. And well, the he, fact and that it's Lewis. he's helping with the lock <laughs> and he's helping find the lost bunny. It's like, he's not the maintenance man. He's the, the head of the board for the HOA. That's a very different role. Right. And I'm just like, this is so fascinating. But again, I, I legitimately think he doesn't have a house. And I think he's a outside. ghost. I think he's not Ooh. real. I think that. he just is there to like <laughs> stir things up and make things happen. Cause he's also like, I'm not one who's going to judge people. Like you can see him dialing back. So that was my favorite thing is like, he would kind of lecture Noel about like, I'm going to be open-minded. I'm trying this new thing where I'm kind and I don't assume the worst of others. And then at the end, when <laughs> Jeremy's having this kind of like pivot to being a non-Scrooge, Lewis is like, thanks so much, Mr. Scrooge. I mean, Jeremy. <laughs> and it was like, number one, that is not a for like that is not a slip that you make easily. And I don't know how an adult would recover from unintentionally calling someone Mr. Scrooge to their face. But two, Jer- it sounds like Lewis maybe was judging. Right. He and- wasn't following his own practices. <laughs> um, so like Lewis was a snark. I mean, I loved Frank, who was uh, Jeremy's friend, who's just like comes over after Jeremy has the first like intense hangover I've ever seen in a Hallmark Christmas movie. And it's like, what eggs can I make you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was, he was pretty cool. My favorite side characters were the little kid characters at the beginning that were caroling. (laughs) So there's this woman and, and she's got the three little girls and they're going around caroling and they go to Jeremy's house and because he's the Grinch, obviously he doesn't want to be caroled to. And he's trying to make that they're caroling, not just for fun. They're caroling in exchange for donation. Right. And this woman did not seem to have prepared these children that people <laughs> would not want to hear their carols or have donations. So when he seems to not be interested in that, they become really mean to him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the tone of that is really strange. And that's not what would happen if people were going around caroling. They would be used to having people say, no, thank you. And then, like, but the, what did they sing to him? They sing jingle bells, your breath smells. And then he closes the, and door, then he closes the door. And then they're crying. Noel sees them crying on the stupid house going, this man slammed the door in our face for no reason. <laughs> He's you saying your breath smells to him and wouldn't accept no for an answer and you you sang at him without his consent. And now you're mad. I need caroling consent, He set please. a boundary. So this whole movie should be called Jeremy Such Boundaries and people just flat out ignore them. I mean, I think you said it best while we were watching this, which is like, I've never been more sympathetic and Team Scrooge in my life. This because poor man. This poor man. I was just like, no, no one's like listening or respecting him. And I felt I felt for him the whole time. And and to me, that's a flaw of the writing in this movie because they were they were trying to be comedy. They were setting all of this up at joke as jokes, but it really fell on Jeremy's expense in a way that didn't feel kind. And I was a little bit bothered by that. So that's why that goes yeah. into the snark category for me. Yeah, it it was it was such an extreme. It was so false. I was like, I know that you're trying to subtly make us have him be a sympathetic character, but unfortunately you've now made me anti everybody else. Yeah. I do have one more snark and it's about a bunny. <gasps> Please talk about the bunny. This is it's I'm still to this day fi- trying to figure out this unresolved plot. There, point. So I think Hallmark broke the laws of physics or something here. <laughs> so Henry has a pet bunny. What is Ernest or something? Edgert or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he's walking around looking for the bunny. I thought it was a bird at first, y'all. And I'm going, they're going, why are they looking for this bird on the floor? <laughs> Edgar, Edgar, Ed, Edgar tweet, tweet. or whatever. Yeah, so they're going around calling for the bunny. And then who finds the bunny in his house but Henry? And oh, oh um, Jeremy. 
But let's note that I don't think they're actually next door neighbors. No. They, um, they're Henry in 202 and, Noel, and 224. Right. So they're not actually right next to each other. But that bunny ended up in Jeremy's house. Yeah. Like, so Edgar's How? cage was open. But that's 202 to 224. That's at least 20 units of distance, right? Like, And these are brand new. I mean, they are clearly very new condominiums or townhomes or whatever. Right. How is there? That's a pretty good sized bunny. How is there a gap big enough? I mean, I, I mean, I get like a mouse or something getting into it. That's a whole bunny. Get, and this was, I mean, it was Got a cute bunny, but it was just chilling. And I mean, he he spirals. Jeremy spirals. He's like, this boy did this. Like Henry this, did this to me. And I mean, there's honestly, no indication there's no, that Henry did, right? Because Henry's flabbergasted that he's over at Jeremy's house because it gets returned. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how? Did the does the bunny know how to open doors? Where did he get in at? Is Lewis the ghost like trying to like make them connect? Is the bunny a ghost? How many people are ghosts in this movie? Mm-hmm. Well, when will Lewis the ghosting <laughs> end? <laughs> yeah, it, I still to this day think about this. It's been a day, but I still am thinking about it. So I have a couple of baby snarks that I think are worth just like talking about. Just other places that felt like why so i'm gonna go to the opening scene first so we've got noelle she's listening to a voicemail on speakerphone in the same house that her son lives in and it's from her ex-husband and this is where like she's playing this thing where he's like i don't think he should stay with you it's not a family environment like why would you play that on speaker in a very like acoustically echoing house where your son is there of course he's gonna overhear it just shame on you noelle shame on you (laughs) um my other little baby snark was the almost kiss so they're out like on a date kind of like it's a date like it's a date that they're doing they've done ice skating right yeah attempted ice skating right okay so anyway they're doing cutesy christmas stuff for their date anyway they have this almost kiss they're on the sidewalk leaning in and then who stops them santa claus Kiss blocked by Santa. Kiss blocked by Santa. And like, fine, the moment's ruined. We knew there would be an almost kiss. But then Santa walks away. He doesn't linger. He's just like, ho, 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 children, whatever. And then there's a chance for them to kiss again. They're on a date. It feels like the mood wasn't really that ruined. They just chose not to kiss. Jeremy did not shoot his shot when he could have. (laughs) But it was also just like... There's lots of other interrupted kisses that feel like at least they're moving to another segment or someone's lingering. This wasn't the case. It was just like Santa being like, not yet, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just was weird. We're not at the end of the movie yet. You can't (laughs) kiss now. Yeah. And mine also kind of comes at the end of the movie. So um, part of this movie hinges on the fact that Noelle does not realize that Jeremy is her neighbor so that she doesn't realize that he's the antagonist that's antagonizing her son. And so Henry's talking to Noelle about the date that she's going on. And he's like, what do you mean you don't know his last name? Because Noelle reveals that she mm-hmm. doesn't know Jeremy's last name. And, he's, and she's like, I don't know. I just, it just never came up. I don't know his last name. And Henry's like, he could be a serial killer. And I said, that is an excellent point, it Henry. Is. Good safety, like heckles being up. Because this woman has gone on, I think at this point, two dates with this man, or this is at least her second date with him. And, and she had gone through that horrible blind date with Bert, who clearly was not okay. Right. She should have learned her lesson. And it's like, she doesn't know anything about this man and yeah. does not know his last name. And that is a little bit strange. And I don't think that she has seen 
the Dahmer documentary. No, clearly not. Um, She's never watched a lot of the stuff you and I watch on Netflix (laughs) or else she would be a little more. I I have a sense that Henry She's probably never even seen a Lifetime movie because she's in the Hallmark universe. Right. So she needs to be a little more careful. (laughs) Um, I think the only other thing that's worth noting um, that's snarkable is like decorations wise, this wasn't as gaudy as I expected. Like everything was true. But there was one decoration that we have not really seen before. And I feel like it's going to show up a lot this season. I'm excited. It's Christmas wall balls. (laughs) We took wall wreaths to a whole new level and we're just sticking giant ornaments just dangling off the walls. Like just taping them on the wall, (laughs) y'all. Wall balls. Wall balls. 2022. It's a new trend. All right. So this takes us to, will this love last, Tara? No. (laughs) Tell me why you think it's a no. (laughs) I always think it's a no. I think for probably three out of four couples that we see in any given season, it's not going to last. The main reason is because I think that he is actually a Grinch and I think that He's going to stay a like Grinch. his little curmudgeon heart is mm-hmm. just not going to. And yeah, you know, he he can't rely on her to bring the light into his life. He has to bring it in himself. And I think he's just depending on her to like do that for him. And I don't think he's in a place yet to do that for himself. So here's where I disagree, um, because this was a part of the epilogue that was it was really small, and it was until I saw it on the second viewing which is he was moving his left hand, which is the one he had been guarding the whole time. So I think like, unfortunately, Harmark's like happily ever after you've gotten like ability back in your hand. So I think like his heart grew three sizes, which means his hand now moves, right. which means he's actually found the light. So I think that they are go- they're two divorce divorcees. Both of them have been divorced because his wife left him at Christmas after the stroke. Her husband is a terrible man, as we've established. I think that they're going to find solace in one another. So I do think this love will last. Well, I guess we'll see if there's a sequel. <laughs> Title review? Title review. Noelle Next Door. Well, first of all, my huge beef with this title is the new, the movie is called Noelle Next Door, N-O-E-L, like, like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Her name is spelled Noelle, N-O-E-L-L-E. So that is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> So at minimum that we just need to update that it's Noel. They the need to be spelling. the same word. <laughs> Something that bothers me. And that was bothering people when we were talking about it. It's like, we we're like, how do you spell this movie name? It's a problem. That's fair. So we need to fix that by changing. I think very strongly in this case, we need to change the title to. Either I, the spelling of the character's name or the spelling of the title name, but that's it. Noel next door, but just appropriately spelled. That's your title. Well, I mean, update. no, that's not my change. My change is something like, Grinches forever. <laughs> I love the Grinch. I love the Grinch. There, that's my movie title. <laughs> or Team Grinch. Team Grinch. Yeah, I would definitely say that uh, Team Grinch would work well for this one. I think I feel like Noel next door sort of works, but I feel like it's not really that she's next door; it's that he's next door, and Jeremy next door just doesn't have a Christmas ring. To the it. Grinch next door, right? Like. Scrooge down the way or something. I don't know. That's Scrooge down the way. <laughs> yonder. <laughs> Scrooge yonder, down Scrooge. yonder. <laughs> Scrooge down yonder. There's it's a Grinch part. down yonder. <laughs> this one's set in the bayou. <laughs> or the, the hills of Appalachia. That's where I'm from. Y'all, I was so. like, that's not bayou. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So overall sparks and overall snarks. What would you give it? So sparks, it's a three. Um, mostly because I think it could have been higher, but she was carrying it. Yeah. And I needed for there to be real sparks, I needed them both to be in it. Mm-hmm. And then snarks, 
I gave it a three as well because, again, they would be higher. But when we're actually talking about disability and poor disability representation as our snarks, that's not the fun kind of snark. So I'm going to I'm going to hold it at a three. What about you? Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm in the same boat. It's a three and a three for me. Like, I will say I felt like this was a stronger open than in the previous seasons, just in general. So but a, a three in terms of the spark meter is pretty high. Mm-hmm. It's pretty generous. Um, and then snarks for sure there was there was a lot to work with here with henry and the rabbit and lewis <laughs> <laughs> and the blind dates <laughs> oh yeah definitely uh brett or bert or whatever bert. his name is he's he's pretty highly snarkable <laughs> um so where does that put us in the tiered ranking then all right so definitely not annoyingly good no and it's not a snooze fest. No. Because at the very least, it would be in the snarkably bad. Right. You know, we're not in the top or the bottom category. Would sure. I watch this on purpose? No. No. I wouldn't. I don't think I would. So for me, I'm going to go with this is solidly watchable. Yeah, because I don't think it's bad but snarkable. I think like when I think about other movies we put in that category, this doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that just ramped up snarkability mm-hmm. that I love. So yeah, it's it's very mid. It's middle tier. It's yeah. watchable. It was on. So we're calling it. Yeah. Noel Next Door, spelled incorrectly, is a watchable movie this season. <laughs> and that's the best <laughs> review we can give y'all. It is watchable. So maybe watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that covers our first movie of the season. Guys, it's so fun to be back. We hope that you'll follow along on our journey. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter. That's where we're most active. We're also on Facebook. And if you like our podcast, let us know. We love to see comments. We love to see reviews. And we want more people to be part of this community. And join us when we live tweet. Yes. We're there every night, 8 o'clock. So that being said, I've been Tara. I've been Austin. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. Happy holidays.